0: Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's North Side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the South Side Hitmen, the good guys who wear
1: black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azuki, by far, uh, he was my favorite player well, all time. It's Paul Conner. I love the hot dogs. I love. Being grilled onions, and I can't believe it's been 13 years, 13 painful, painful years. (laughs) Because good
0: guys wear black, good
1: guys talk back. Hey Sox fans, welcome to episode 29 of Good Guys Talk Back. Everything Chicago White Sox, it's fan-centric, it's blue-collar, I am Nick Morawski, and this is Monday, July 1st. This last week of baseball before, before the All Star break. Uh, exciting stuff to talk about and to look forward to this week. Um, Socks are in a good spot, uh, but before we get to all that, uh, let's bring in uh, the co host, Jeff Julian
0: hello sir we should have cracked those mics about 20 minutes ago we were oh, we were deep in a heated conversation of a, yeah. a pre-show meeting mm-hmm. of sorts and yeah and i i believe that we can recreate it in just uh just a few minutes
1: yeah it's gonna get interesting you know we we kind of a little peek behind the curtain here uh jeff and i yeah, kind of we, we make up an outline during the day of what we want to go through and uh, then we kind of talk a little bit more in detail about that outline try to flesh it out and uh, sometimes it goes on for multiple minutes it's almost like we do a podcast before the podcast uh, and hopefully yeah I think we I think we're going to retouch on all of those but um, b- before we get into those uh, specifics Um, you want to review, you want to go over a voicemail option, uh, this podcast, uh, this podcast has.
0: So we found this little feature. Most of our uploading for the podcast goes through Mm -hmm. anchor.fm, which is a a really great site for, for podcasting. And then from that platform, it's shot across the interwebs to Mm -hmm. all of the various platforms that you use, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or whatever other possible mm-hmm. podcaster. There, yeah, there, yeah there's, there's a bunch so of them out there. But through the anchor.fm platform, you can leave voicemail messages for us. Yeah. You know, maybe like, hey Nick, I very much disagreed with your uh, take on mm-hmm. this a or variety that. of different That's things. That's the yeah. type of voicemails that I plan mm-hmm. on leaving now that yeah. I've figured this out. So this <laughs> so if you go to anchor.fm uh-huh. slash uh-huh. good dash guys, dash talk, dash back, you'll be able to click on the button that says send voice message. And then you can leave us a voicemail message. You can tell us what you think of the podcast. You can make a comment on something you heard us talk about, or you can ask us a question and maybe we'll answer it during mm-hmm. the following week's podcast. Yeah. So we wanted to let you know that this was an option. We hope you take advantage of it. We'd love to hear from you again. That's anchor.fm slash good dash guys dash talk dash back.
1: Mm-hmm outstanding and and we've been enjoying um some chatter um on social media through twitter uh through facebook and you had a you had a poll up on the uh on the good guys talk back facebook page i did based off of a little bit of what we were talking about last episode yeah i loved it
0: it was will tim anderson be on the team when the white Sox win their next world series and the fans have spoken. Yeah. They believe that Timmy A is going to be on the team when the White Sox mm-hmm. win the World Series. Sixty yeah. percent to forty percent on that poll. Yeah, and so it's, it's a safe close. Bet. It's a
1: safe bet. I, I I understand why he's still young. You know, he's got a lot of upside. Um, he's really making a name for himself this season, uh, and he's good for baseball. His attitude. But I think we're losing a little bit of what he's what's going on defensive wise, and, and and that's where I, you know, like you've talked about strong up the middle. A championship team needs to be strong up to up the middle. So I, I went a little aggressive, and I'm saying, you know what. There, there might be uh, another option out there if he, especially if he doesn't shore up his defense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm see, I, I want to see what happens the rest of the season.
0: I've got to give it to our Facebook commenter Jacob Pickett, yeah. who had the hot take yeah. on this poll. He said, in referring to Tim Anderson, if he improves his errors to less than eight in a season but I'd have better luck winning the Powerball. <laughs> I think he's definitely replaceable and should be moved on from. I'm not convinced to keep him just because his bats or his at-bats. Yeah. We have better ammo coming for that. Defense wins championships, yep. and Tim Anderson doesn't play defense. So yeah. Great comment from Jacob Pickett. I'm in yeah. his camp. Yeah. I just don't see how you can have that much of a minus at, at a key defensive position what i'm disappointed in is that we won't get to see tim anderson for four to six weeks right and so yeah. you don't really know how does that one affect his offense and then how do you get a true measure of his season overall when you've got this potentially six-week hole mm-hmm. right in the middle of it during yeah. during what's still as as, as you're going to point out later when you go over the 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 numbers the Sox are still in it right mm-hmm. now so the next they four are. to six weeks is really the time, in my mind, to judge players mm-hmm. because you don't know what's going to happen after the All Star break as the season gets going. You know, are yeah. they going to still be competitive? Or are they going to start falling off? And then you get into. What what are you judging here? Mm-hmm. If you bring up a bunch of young guys and they're yeah. you know twenty games out of it, which we hope doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think this next stretch of games is really critical, and that would have been a great time mm-hmm. to judge his performance against the rest of the core.
1: Sure, I, I you know we're at Sacks are right now at the eighty one game mark. So technically, this is you know they've got an off day right now. They have completed technically one half. Of, of, the, of the calendar of the schedule, uh, you know, next, or this coming Sunday will be the last game before the all-star break. So it's not an, like when the, when the all-star break hits, it's not an official halfway point of the games played, right. you know, it's more of the calendar halfway point. So you're looking at Anderson. I mean, he played, you know, he played in the high seventies, maybe 70 games, you know, he had some off days and some other little injuries. I mean, that's a, that's a good sample size for the first half of the season. And this guy comes away with above 300 average with 314, 315, you know, and those 16 errors, which is really just sticks out. Uh, So I I think we've got a pretty good first half sample size. I agree.
0: I think the sample size is good. I guess what, what I mean is they're, they're right there right now. And we're going to talk about this Mm -hmm. a little bit later as we look at this next six game stretch before the all-star break. Yeah this team is at a point where they're they're starting to make a move one way or the mm-hmm. other and if they if they take care of business against Detroit they play well against the Cubs this this team could be one one or two games under 500 mm-hmm. or one yeah. maybe two games over 500 yeah. and i would love to continue to judge him in more meaningful games sure. and i think this yeah. stretch could be the, these next couple of weeks could be one of the more meaningful stretches of this mm-hmm. season. It's, it's disappointing that we don't get to judge him as part of that.
1: I got you. I gotcha. You. Um, you know, uh, judging the sacks by the numbers. I mean, let's look at the state state of this team, uh, which everybody should be really excited about. I'm telling you, they are 39 and 42. Um, nothing has changed in, in in terms of the AL Central. They're still in third place behind Cleveland, and a lot would have to go right for that to change. Uh, five and a half games out of that second wild card spot, and you know that's kind of nice that they're still staying in that number five six. Um, they've got games against some of the teams ahead of them uh, the second half of the season. Um, now, they just finished, the Sox just finished a critical 15-game stretch uh, where they faced five teams all above 500. Okay, New York, Cubs, Texas, Boston, and they just finished up three uh, with Minnesota. And we talked a couple weeks ago, and we were, you know, this was looming. We knew this was going to happen. I thought this was going to be a real, real test of them. You know, they went seven and eight. Okay, which is about standard for how their uh, overall record, you know, has been, has gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think seven and eight is not bad, you know, uh, against some of these teams that are well above five hundred. Some of the most uh, offensively uh, gifted teams in in Major League Baseball, and. This uh this three game series against Minnesota, Sacks took two of three. Right, right. That's huge. I mean, when they played Minnesota yeah. in Minnesota, they got manhandled. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah,
0: I really thought that Minnesota series and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's a statement series. Absolutely. That says oh. we're here, we're for real, we're getting better, and we're not that far behind. And and we can take it to arguably one of the best three teams in the in the in in all of Major League Baseball, yeah. certainly one of the best three in the in the American League. So that's why to me that sets up this Detroit series. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to get into it now, but to me that's yeah. that yeah. that makes this Detroit series all that more important.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I'll get into the specifics of that Minnesota series in a little bit because there's some other bigger things uh, that have been announced and that are going to be happening. I mean, two out of three from the Twins would probably have been the main topic if it wasn't for a couple other big things. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that because I was at one of the games and, and the atmosphere was great. Uh, Detroit comes into town now. All right, we've got four games in three days against an awful Detroit Tigers team. Um, you know, they're tanking. Uh, they know. I mean, you know, there's no mistake about it. Uh, they're ready to lose, and they're going to lose bad. I mean, what did we say? The run dif- differential is minus fifty. Run it's, differential.
0: It's gross. It's, uh, <laughs> it it it's it's shameful. It's it's something that that I I'm pulling it up right yeah. now. I think it's negative one fifty. Yeah, I mean it's negative of- one fifty
1: think of kind of the vibe of, you know, maybe the end of 2017 Sox and then the 2018 Sox season. We're just, we were in, we were in full, just, just tank mode. And that's where Detroit's at right now. They've
0: lost nine of their last yeah. 10.
1: Yeah. They're reeling. And, and, and the Sox are coming off a day game. They're coming off a high, you know, two out of three and you know, they got to take care of business. They Jeff. have to. I mean, you, this is when you make no apologies. You don't feel sorry for a team because they're in the rebuild. You don't go easy on a team. You don't throw out your B squad. You put your foot on their neck and you stomp. Yeah.
0: You're at home. Correct. Yeah. At home. Yeah. You are a better team in all facets of the game, maybe other than head to head, their pitching staffs. I, I, I don't know if Detroit. I mean, they've got some good is, players. Is, is you better. Know? But I mean, to me, in, in all the numbers that matter and everything we've seen, the Sox are a better team than Detroit. They're trending up. Detroit is trending down. Yeah. So to me, you go in and take two out of three from Minnesota, then a good team, a team that means business, a team that's turning the corner, has got to take care of business at home against a terrible Detroit team. You gotta win three of four. Yeah. This in in and, and, and you look at this six-game series coming up: the four, mm-hmm. four against Detroit, two against the Cubs. Yeah. To me, I think the Detroit series is more important than the Cubs
1: series. Yeah, and I, um, you know, I disagree slightly. Um, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, you got to beat a bad team. You got to put a bad team uh, in their place, and especially off the momentum from the Minnesota series, and they're in your division, um, but. You know, and we'll get to this. We kind of buried the lead. But, you know, Dylan Cease is making his debut uh, game one of the doubleheader on Wednesday. So, you know, I've got high expectations for Dylan Cease as everybody else does, every other Saks fan. But I'm also aware that he might get shelled and that's okay. He might struggle. Lopez is going tomorrow in game one. We don't know what to expect from Lopez. He's had great outings against Detroit. He's he's gotten shelled by other teams. I I don't know. So if you know the Sox split with Detroit, boy, it'd be it'd be tough. It'd be tough to handle. But if they come and bounce back and they can sweep the Cubs with Gio and Lopez going against the, the Cubs, you know I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm fine.
0: And I'm not saying that winning two games against the Cubs or splitting against the Cubs wouldn't, wouldn't be great. That that would be great. They're clearly the Cubs are, are one of the better teams in the league. That's a great measuring stick. That would be similar mm-hmm. to, to take in a series against Minnesota or, or split in a series with Minnesota. But to me, more important to what you're trying to do as a developing team. Th- uh, here, here's the way I look at it. Detroit is in your division. They, they, their their games matter right now more from a wild card perspective uh, w- wins against Detroit this is a team that you should just go out and you should beat into mm-hmm. me so th- that's why i think this series is a better measuring stick of this team than 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 the cubs series is i think yeah. beating this team taking 3 or 4 games from detroit that says we're on the right track we're we're moving on if you split with them okay that's not the end of the world but it's still. I don't feel. I'm not going to feel good about this team if they split a series with Detroit and split a series with the Cubs mm-hmm. or lose two to the Cubs. Yeah. That to me, I'm going to look on the other side of that and say, well, here, here we are. We're we're three. We're three or four games under 500 again. Yeah. We can't beat a bad yeah. Detroit team. Now I will tell you. If they if they go 3-1 and one against Detroit and split or lose both of the Cubs, that's not great, but I'm still going to feel good about this team mm. because I will have seen them demonstrate what I think winning teams do, mm. which is they beat bad teams. Yeah. We looked at the records of the three best teams in the American League, um, Minnesota, Houston, and the Yankees. They're the division leaders. Right. And we looked at their records yeah. against um, teams under 500. you yeah. You've got those in, yeah. in front of you.
1: Yeah, I mean, New York – Taking care of business, 33 and 15 against teams under 500. Minnesota, 37 and 15. Houston, 23 and 11. So, you know, uh, double digits above 500 against teams under 500. If you follow that, uh, thank you very much. Uh, You got to
0: eat the lunch of those lesser teams.
1: I understand that, and I agree with you. And that is the mindset we've always been hemming and hawing with about this Sox team for years is, you know, they play down to competition. They play down to a weaker team. They can rise up against, you know, the Bostons and the New Yorks, but they fall to the Kansas cities and to the Detroit's and the Baltimore's. Maybe I can use a football comparison in my approach, because I think the two Cubs games are are extremely important this coming weekend, not necessarily because it's an inner city thing. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of drama and a lot of emotion, Um, but it's because Giolito's going against the Cubs for the second time. You know, he struggled. He lost against the Cubs in Wrigley a couple weeks ago. And you got Lopez going uh, game two uh, against the Cubs. Most likely, these are the matchups. And Lopez, we're unsure about. We want him to be in the rotation in 2020. We still have a lot of hope for this guy. These two guys I want on my team, and I look forward to in the 2020, 2021. So if they do well against the Cubs, and and the offense comes comes around for the Sox, well, then I'm feeling pretty good that these guys are beating up an over-500 team, and Giolito can figure out what he did wrong against the Cubs, and he could turn it into what he's doing right. I feel like he's learned something, and he's grown. Uh, think about it like a couple years ago when Trubisky was was just starting out as a rookie. He didn't start the season, right? I, I I'm drawing a blank on who his backup was. And you, you say the Bears, maybe the Bears have have a guy that's not going to be in the fold long term. And the Bears beat a division team like, you know, the Lions with with a guy that, you know, they're really not they're not high on. OK, Trubisky's waiting in the wings and you get really excited. and You're like, well, the Bears beat a team they should beat, but they beat that team you know, with a guy that's probably not going to be around. And then Trubisky comes in the game later in the year or on the team later in the year and the bears beat, um, you know, a team that's above 500. They're a playoff contending team. And you're like, well, it's not a division game. Um, but man, this guy is the guy we want long-term and he showed his metal against a playoff bound team. You know, I, that's See, how I kind of look at it. I,
0: I think your analogy makes my point, though, and I also don't huh. think you have to go outside of of baseball to to do this. I'll, I'll go back to the Minnesota series. We were jacked that they took two or three from the Twins. Okay, yeah. that is awesome, and I get that. That's your comparison with the with the Cubs, right? You go, you go, take two from the Cubs, um, and on on your home field, that is. The real deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if they had gone one and two against the Twins, to me, we would say, ah, well, yeah, I wish they would have beat the Twins, but the Twins are one of the best teams in the league. So them beating the Sox, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not like a big surprise. It's, they're, they're, they're one of the best teams right. in the league. But when you go and play, now play that same thing with Detroit. Detroit is one of the worst teams in the sure. league. They're the three, they're one of the three worst teams in the entire league. Yeah, You should not lose to them and you should win a series against them at home. If you're a good team. So to me, it's, it's more telling for the progress of this team mm-hmm. in beating Detroit versus or, or, or the flip side. If you lose a couple of games to the Cubs or split with the Cubs, fine. If you lose three or four or split with Detroit, mm-hmm. I think that is not good, and I think that says more yeah. about where your team is at than 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 the measuring stick for for the Cubs. Because to me, the Cubs and the White Sox are at different points in their in their development, as are maybe the Sox and Detroit. But there, there's but there's closer there there's. I just think it means more to take care of business mm-hmm. against I, I Detroit. I mean, I think
1: I see what you're, you're saying, and it's an interesting— Beating the
0: Cubs would be the, 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 the cherry on top.
1: It's an interesting argument. Uh, at this point in the rebuild, halfway through year three, Sox three games under 500, uh, almost at the All-Star break. Does it mean more for this team at where they're at— to take care of business uh, against a team they should absolutely beat, than worry too much about an above 500 team that they're not quite in that world yet. I mean, I see where you're coming from. I, I mean, I
0: think it does. And I think the schedule sets it up that way, anyhow. That to me, the Detroit, the four games against Detroit are first. They're the only things you can control right now. Mm-hmm. So right. go beat Detroit. Yeah. And if you take three or four from Detroit, then awesome. Yeah. Then you're sitting at one game over... Uh, you're, you're sitting, you're sitting at, at one
1: game over 500. Right. Um, no, no, you'd be... If you go four and... If you go if you sweep Detroit, okay. you're 43 if, if you and 42. Yeah, yeah, right. I was thinking three and oh, one. Oh, sure. Yeah, right.
0: So you're in great... Yeah. If, if you either sweep Detroit or go three and one against them, then great. Then then yes, let's hmm. go. Then Then I get yeah. what you're saying. Then, yeah. Then it would be disappointing to lose two to the Cubs. Then go out and split or beat right. them. To me, this six-game series—and I, I say series—I mean, the, well, it kind of uh, is, the, yeah. The, it's the next six games to me position you as to whether you're really in this wild card thing or not, because yeah. you, you're within the first two series or the first three series after the the, the break. break. You play the the Athletics and you play the Rays. Who are in front of you yeah. in, in the wild card standings, yeah. and they're not that far ahead of you. This no, wild card no, thing tight. is not so. Yeah. So to me, yeah. you this next six games positions mm-hmm. you for where for mm-hmm. for where you're going to be.
1: It truly is a tale of two series. Um, you've got and, and really the mentality switches. You know, if the, if the Sox sweep Detroit, all of a sudden they're above 500 team playing against another above 500 right. team. Right.
0: And now you got a chance to say yes, we belong.
1: And there's a day off there too on Friday, so this city can get even more in a lather about what's about to happen. Um,
0: that so that, that that I guess is why I go back and say that Detroit series to me really matters more than 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 the Cubs one right well, now because if you split that Detroit series yeah. or you lose that, listen,
1: if you lose it, there's you know we're talking about something completely yeah, different. want to I don't even want to entertain that. If they go
0: one and three or even two and two, then I just don't think that Cubs series has as much juice as, as it does. Because then they're they, further under 500 right, and, exactly. they're, and
1: they're they This team obviously cannot compete or isn't interested in competing, you know? So the Detroit series sets you up for the Cubs series and, right. and, and what's happening in this, in the Detroit series. And I apologize for uh, making you find folks uh, you, you wait so long for the Dylan sees chatter, but <laughs> Uh, you're getting some some unbelievable stuff here, stuff we've been all waiting for for a long time. Uh, you're getting to see Dylan C's uh, game one, um, the doubleheader on Wednesday, July third, and you know they got to take care of business. Obviously, there's a game on Tuesday with with Lopez. Excited for that, and uh, you know. Uh, I'm going to be at this game. Um, this is the this is the re this is the rescheduled game of the Jose Abreu bobblehead from uh, late April that it got snowed out and they moved it to a doubleheader in July and we were all scratching our heads uh, in April like really okay and then look at what you're getting treated right, to you're right. getting treated to Jose Abreu bobblehead uh, dollar hot dog day Jeff <laughs> and uh, and Dylan C's. talk about cherries on top of yeah. things and. And, folks, this guy's not lighting the world on fire in, in, you know, AAA. He's coming in with a 4.48 ERA, 73 strikeouts to 23 walks. Um, You really got to be patient with this guy. But everything you read about and everybody you you hear from that knows anything about any of these prospects, you know, it's nothing but good things about Dylan Cease. He's got a good head on his shoulders, and his stuff is out of this world. But he really doesn't have to do a lot on Wednesday. He just has to
0: pitch, give them five innings, exactly. pitch, exactly. pitch decent ball, right. keep them in the game. This is the game that the bats have to come alive. They need they to need, give yeah, this guy right. five, you're six, right. seven. You you're need right. Eloy. Yeah. You need Abreu. Yeah. You need Mancada. They got to yeah. be big bopping yeah. at the home ball field.
1: It, it, absolutely. No, that's a, good, that's a good point. You know, what, what I'm going to be looking for, you know, and, and I was at uh, Mankata's first game and it was an electric uh, atmosphere. I was at, obviously, Jimenez and, you know, that was electric. And what, what you're looking for from Cease is just, you know, his, his emotions and his energy and the anxiety and everything's going to be racing. Everything's going to be going a thousand miles an hour. You're assuming McCann's going to catch and this is you know going to be a good tribute to McCann he he's been getting so many high marks from all these other pitchers it's like well how is he going to handle a guy who's got his first game it's going to be a huge crowd you, you just want him to be in control don't do too much don't try to throw 105 miles an hour you know you don't have to strike everybody out you got a pretty good defense behind you you know stay within what you can do right. you you want to get ahead of guys You don't want to walk, guys, and try to get out of a jam. You know, just first pitch strike, and then your stuff. Trust your stuff, because you got great stuff. But like you said, if he goes four or five, gives up a run or two. I mean, you you want the bats to support this guy. The bats have to be there. Absolutely. There's
0: nothing worse than a game like this, and then to get skunked by a bad team. You know, give him give him no run support, leave him hanging out to dry. These guys got to be on their game. Renteria needs to put together a good lineup for them, and they need to score runs early. Stake this kid to runs early and support him. Let him get comfortable Mm -hmm. and let him just pitch.
1: Do his thing. I mean, trust your stuff. uh, But, you know, we know this offense can score. I mean, they can can definitely score, and, and they've got power. And, and, and that's what, you know, the leaders in the clubhouse, it's like the game plan of how are we going to set this guy up for success and give this guy, you know, a lead. So he doesn't have to worry that he has to be super fine with his pitches. I can't give up anything because it's a zero, zero game, a one, zero game. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice if we can get this guy four or five runs in the first few innings so he can just do his his thing.
0: It's great to see him up at the majors, and I also love the fact that he's going to be one of several of our Tommy John alums uh, <laughs> yeah. as yeah. part of our, our yeah. starting staff. Now,
1: he didn't have Tommy uh, John with us, but, no, he's, but still, he's, had, he's still a card-carrying yeah. member.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, they should all get, like, jackets or yeah, something. Sure. So it'll be him, it'll mm-hmm. be Kopech. Who, uh, if, if Radon comes back, yeah. he'll be part of the team. Yeah. Oh,
1: you know what? That's a whole, that's a, that's a whole <laughs> that's separate, it's a whole separate podcast yeah. that we're going to start running. Uh, you know, boy, it wouldn't have been amazing if, uh, you know, he got called up against the Cubs. Yeah. You know, that, right. There's, there's the right. drama. I right. mean, interesting that he's coming up, um, playing for the Sox almost two years to the date that he was traded. To the Sox along with Jimenez right. for Quintana, July thirteenth, yeah. two thousand seventeen. Uh, the Cubs shipped uh, Cease and uh, Jimenez over for Quintana. Yeah, I. And, I mean,
0: I think it was the right move at the time, and yeah. but that'll be a trade that yeah. if the Cubs don't win a World Series within this window of having. Quintana on mm-hmm. the team, you're going to look back at that and really do you think really that, regret that? Do
1: you think the Cubs have to win a World Series for it to be a failed? I guess you don't know because you don't know what the Sox are going to do in a couple years. But I I still see a, a team getting to the World Series, you know, after you've won one. All right, they've got one in the bank. The, right. the Cubs have one in the bank. But like, if you can get back to a World Series. During this, during this stretch with these players, this core group, I still look at that as a pretty successful run. Yeah, I, I think
0: know. so. Uh, yeah, I think if they got back back to a World Series while he's on the team, then I think that's and, – and this is this is the price of doing baseball. Sure. Or, or it, playing, yeah, it's playing, a gamble. baseball. It's You've a risk. Got, you can't just sit there – with all these guys sitting in your minor league system, and there's different times that different teams are in different parts of their Absolutely. window, and that's just yeah. part of it. And I'm yeah. sure you know the Sox would have loved to have Quintana for for a few more years. Yeah, but that but was they, a tough one. But they yeah. made the right move in the same way with with sales. So it's just this is the the ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. But I do think the 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 flip of that is just. Trades all trades look different at each vantage mm-hmm. point when you look at them. you know when you're yeah. theorizing about them and you're making these wild mm-hmm. trades up in mm-hmm. the bar, they look right. one way and right. then when they happen and they're yeah. they're still theoretical because mm-hmm. nobody's played anything yet mm-hmm. they look one way and then you get on the other side and depending on how that yeah. those players turn out, it, it, yeah. you know, so that's all well, hindsight well, you know and, you
1: look back and you say, well here's a proven starter in Quintana um, who, you know, put together an all-star season with the Sox, and, you know, a left-handed pitcher durable. Uh, he's going to give you 200 innings. Um, you know, I've got two guys in, uh, Jimenez and cease where they've got great upside we're told, but I don't know what their worth is in major, in major league baseball. And who knows if they're even going to stay healthy to get to major, to the major league level. So, you know, I, I understand why the trade was made and, and I'm sure the Cubs would do it all over again. You know, uh, it, it's, it's a little head scratching that, you know, Quintana hasn't gotten to where we thought he could go. Um, Cause I was really sad to, to see him leave. Uh, he was such a, a, he's a workhorse. He really is. And, and a lefty uh, on top of that. Uh, so um, you will we'll see a cease on Wednesday and you, one more thing you had. Yeah, I'm sorry. I no, I, yeah.
0: I just want to say, I do like that. We have two GMs in town as, as much a hard time as we give Tommy Han uh, on, <laughs> on, on occasion, our, our, our nickname yeah. for Rick Han. Uh, I, I do like the fact that we have two GMs that if the deal is right, and it makes sense for both clubs are willing to trade cross, yeah. cross town yeah. because I, it, you know, fans can be stubborn and they can be, um, irrational about the rivalry. No, stop looking at me. I'm saying, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I'm looking right into your eyes when I say this. Uh, No, I, I believe that's healthy. That's part of baseball. Uh Fans should be irrational and crazy and and get emotional about it. But for two businessmen or or to, to run teams and and not be able to see the value Mm -hmm. in, in trading cross town, I think would just be silly. And, And clearly these deals have, have benefited both teams and teams that are in different different times in their mm-hmm. um, in their championship windows, yeah. and and so I think I, I just appreciate the fact that both Rick Hahn and um, Jed Hoyer and Theo and, and are are willing to say, hey, this is yeah. this is best for business. Well, is.
1: and it fans the inner city fire, right? It fans it fans these uh, these games, uh, these crosstown games, uh, whether it's in Wrigley. Or uh, at Saks Park, and you know it's another little twist, another little element yeah. that we get to talk right. about. Right for sure. Um, so you know pieces are starting to fall into place now. Um, you know on this 2019 team, you've got you got Zach Collins, who's still up with the team. Um, hopefully seeing maybe a little bit of first base. I'd like to see that along with uh, DH and, and that lefty uh, lefty bat. You've obviously got Mancada. Uh, he bounced back from that knee uh, bruised knee. Um, played in that Minnesota series. Uh, Aloy uh, Kopeck is on the mend. We'll see him at the beginning of 2020. And now you now you've got Cease and these guys in one way or another. You know they uh, they played with each other in the minors. You know like you know Eloy and Cease played on the same team Collins was up there in Charlotte and and you're seeing now not only is this wave and the second wave coming up to the bigs but these guys that are that are coming up have chemistry already and that's important which is kind of fun for them to bring that to the clubhouse absolutely right when they can rekindle those those relationships hopefully they were positive relationships uh, up here with the Sox um Who's next? I mean, you know, maybe Robert and Madrigal, Hanson. I don't think you're going to see those guys at the end of this year. Uh, maybe early next year. And if you do, that means that the that the team went south. Possibly. Right? Yeah, you know? possibly. Uh, I, I think they're going to field a competitive team here through July. And, I do, and, too. And, and see see where we're at. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong. with. It. It's not like we're going to give up the farm to win now. mm mm-hmm. um, but if you can say to yourself, "I've got extra pieces in the farm system, and I need a pitcher, you know, for next year and maybe 2021," well, why don't I know? I get him right now, like like we've talked about with the Freddie Garcia deal in 2004. Mm-hmm. Socks weren't really ready to win in 2004, but they had plans uh, the, the following year and the year after. So let's get the guy now sign him so we can extend him and have him here you know i'm not saying like socks are in a win win now mentality but there's nothing wrong with getting the player you want possibly right now if you can if he's if if he's available so um the young guns are coming up but the young guns are also hurt jeff yeah Uh, aside from anderson with this ankle situation he's going to be out you know, four, or five weeks maybe. It's it's nice to have that All Star break week where you know can kind of help him out in his timetable. But yeah, um, you've got Lambert and Burr going down with Tommy John surgery. We found out about that Friday. Yeah. Um, you know, and and then the, the Jake Berger, this guy, man, he just can't get he just can't get it going. Yeah, you know, Achilles, he tore his Achilles. He re injured his Achilles. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see him a little bit, you know, in the minors, getting some playing time this year. And now he's got a bruised heel, and he's going to be shut down.
0: Is it possible that they could take him to wherever that, you know, wherever they've got Ted Williams's head frozen, oh, and they could man. just they, they could just Cryogenic, cryogenically uh, yeah. seal him until he's healed? I, well, what fully? do you?
1: I mean, you, you, you don't want to. I'm still. I, this guy's young, he's young and we don't know the potential and we wish him well. And I want to see what he can do. But sometimes you look at Derek, the Derek Rose situation, you're like, some dudes just are yeah. injury prone. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. some dudes just, they get hurt. Well, who was the receiver that the bears had that, uh white was it kevin white that we yeah. just never yeah, he saw three of his I mean, first he just four kept years getting yeah. injured i mean yeah. it seemed like he had a bunch of talent yeah but some guys just get hurt for sure and and it seems like that's the way with jake Berger. i don't know when we're gonna see this guy uh the the real the bummer of of uh, of all of this was the zach birdie um you know he's a hometown boy uh, really excited for this guy's arm to come up on the south side i think he's you know he could he could be the future closer and he had Tommy John in 2017 working his way back you know getting some time in at birmingham this year and then he he's got a tendon in his knee that he tore and he's shut down for the rest of this year and yeah. hopefully he's healthy enough and you're happy it's not an arm issue but still you you know you you know you pitch with your legs yeah
0: um, and as we talked before you just at some point you just have to play these yeah. young guys have to play yeah, yeah, A- yeah. whether it's in the minors and and hopefully in the majors you got to play baseball you yeah. can't you're not going to get any better and you're not going to make the strides you need to make to get to the majors if you're if you're not pitching
1: yeah Speaking of guys that are playing and they're playing well, uh, you know Google All Stars or whatever that's called these days uh, made their big. Uh all-star reserve announcements. I uh, thought
0: you were saying to Google the term "all-stars," folks. Like, if you've
1: never heard of the term "all-star," I, uh, go ahead and type that in the old bozo. Computer I was thinking, and, uh, I was
0: just sitting here thinking. boy, if people who are following this podcast aren't aren't aware on how to
1: find the
0: all-star. Wait game. a second.
1: You mean they honor the best players <laughs> with something called an all-star? So
0: you're saying, Google as the sponsor correct uh, which i guess hey now i'm the idiot i didn't realize that was no no no
1: that's broadcasting 101 i should have uh (laughs) somehow reworded that so it wasn't so confusing um the all-star selections have been made uh presented by (laughs) google (laughs) and the socks are uh repping here with three uh three reserves and, and one could be an actual starter uh James McCann, uh, well deserving. He's gonna uh, have his first All Star taste in Cleveland. Uh, Abreu making his third All Star game. I was kind of shocked when I when I heard the number three. I thought he had more. I thought he had four or five. But uh, it's his third All Star game. And Chialito, uh, who is leading the American League with with eleven wins. He's eleven and two with a two and change ERA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, got the call, and he could be your starter. Uh, yeah, he deserves know. it. Uh, really exciting. I think the Cubs have three all-stars, and the Sox have three all-stars. Cubs have two starters, and, uh, and the Sox just three reserves. Uh, no love uh, for Mancada column a or Anderson I am and I know you are I'm completely fine with the Anderson situation <laughs> yes yes uh, I'm sorry you know if you have 16 ERAs at the break or ERAs 16 errors at the break I, I just don't think you're you're all-star caliber and I know it's all about the offense okay who's I'm, you know it's all about the offense we always talk about you know the slash line and you know what what the power you know the exit velocity and the swing angle and all this others but I'm sorry you got to play it both ways yeah. if you're a fielder especially a middle uh in infielder and for having 16 errors when you've had 20 all last season you're not ready uh Mankata, I, I was a little I, I was a little bummed about I thought Mankata was putting up uh good enough numbers to to get into that uh conversation and, and especially I mean he's in the conversation but get into the game and then Colome. Uh, with 18 19 saves with a with a pretty low era i thought for sure um you know he he could have been he could have been in but you know pitching's tough picking pitchers and you know for all i know these guys are probably like i'll take the week off uh you know i i, I don't there's know. some of that too right yeah, but you know.
0: I, I mean i think giolito is, is head and shoulders uh, it, uh well deserved i mean he's he he leads the league and wins. He's mm-hmm. just—I mean—he's just turned himself yeah. a- around, yeah. a- and and he, or I don't even know if it's a turnaround. It's just he's he's become the player that he's people a thought he could be. He's a pitcher, and and, and the, he's the, the un- unquestioned leader of this staff oh, and, and possibly this team.
1: Yeah, I there there aren't enough articles about this guy. I feel like every day there's a few new articles from different uh, online sources or or publications here in the city, uh, highlighting his off season, where he's come from, what kind of makeup, what kind of moxie this guy has. And uh, it's really, you know, you're you're, as a fan, you get to now have a peek inside this guy's world and, and what he did to change and a little bit about his background and his work ethic. And you get to know this guy a little bit more and you and you and you then root for him. You know, not just because of the numbers, because you want to see this guy succeed. Uh, really exciting stuff. Um,
0: yeah, fan graphs. And I know we don't get too oh, steady here, here but uh, he's uh, a top three pitcher in 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 baseball. Yeah. Uh, only Lance Lynn and Max Scherzer uh, and that's why ahead it's, of him.
1: It's, it's going to be interesting to see how he pitches against the Cubs. I agree. This weekend after getting roughed up by yeah. them, especially Contreras. Uh, In Wrigley, to see how he can respond.
0: It's a chance to go home and and put it to him and 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 avenge that loss.
1: How about this? He found out he was an all-star before yesterday's game against the Twins. He was told he's an all-star, and then he has to go out and pitch against a really potent offense. And before that rain came through, I mean, he had, what, five innings, you know, hard, uh, really much nothing. He was giving up nothing to the Twins. You know, how difficult is that mentally? Right. For someone to say, guess what? You're deserving of the All-Star team. You know, not that you didn't know already. But now you got to go up and you got to prove it in front of everybody. You don't want to lay an egg, you know, on the night that they declare you an All-Star. Um,
0: yeah, he's he's head and shoulders. the. I, I think he's the best pitcher in the American League. Yeah. And I think the... I think the numbers bear that out right now, and it would it would be great to see him really con- continue that the the rest of the year. And if he if he beats the Cubs, he's going to have twelve wins yeah. before the All Star break. I wow. mean, imagine wow! Imagine what kind of season yeah. he could be having and. Yeah.
1: Stay healthy. Just stay healthy. You know, he
0: could be that. You know, we, we talk about those Cubs comparisons. What what if he's your Jake Arrieta, uh, mm-hmm. you know, going into uh, yeah. th- this year into next year? Yeah. You know, just this It's almost like house.
1: we went out and got a proven veteran during free agency. Because yeah. he, he was horrible last year. Yeah. And to have him doing what he's doing, it's almost like we traded or in free agency uh, brought in a pitcher. We all know that would never happen. with. Yeah, he's, Sox,
0: too, his though. is well-deserved. McCann's is... You know, I mean, hopefully it's not just lightning in a bottle. You know, ho- yeah. ho- hopefully this guy's going to continue to to, to play this way. To hit, man. It's unbelievable. He continues to so hit, So he's well deserved, and, and you've you've sung the praises of of Abreu yeah. and as he's, as I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to ride him throughout, and and yep. it's it's good, it's yeah. good. I'm I'm not super surprised about Mancada, but um, you know, I I think he deserves to be in the conversation, mm-hmm. and that's encouraging. Yeah.
1: Uh, speaking about, you know, exciting players, uh, Jimenez, another big two run home run on Friday game, one of the Minnesota series, the crowd was electric. He uh, loves that big stage. You want to see him in the home run Derby? Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think really,
1: I mean, do do they count towards any of the bets that we made? No, 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 they don't count. I, I do pets.
0: because I think he's the perfect guy to be in the home yeah, run derby. He's got he the personality. knows exactly how to have fun with that, right? Yeah. And
1: he would he would be a blast to watch. You you see these numbers though about these guys that uh, participate in the home run derby, and then their numbers just fall off the table the second half of the yeah. season. It's a good way to get hurt. I mean, hey. You know, the the Home Run Derby is not what it used to be. None of this stuff is what it used to be. But I think his personality, you're right. He'd be fun. You know, you'd look at him with that backwards hat and that smile, that high mom stuff. I mean, he loves the camera, the car, the camera loves him. He'd be great. It'd uh, be a blast. I, you know, and Vlad Guerrero jr. I think is participating in the, in the, and, and they're, you know, they're the kind of the same age, you know, yeah. came up at the same time. So there's nothing to say that, uh, Eloy is, is not, um, you know, is not groomed enough or not. Yeah. Hasn't played enough, but let him do it. You think we'll see him eventually if he doesn't do it this year, do you think, because I think he all, you know, he has to agree to it. He has to be asked to do it and he has to agree to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's possible if, if you don't do it this year, then I don't know why you would want to, what, what would change your mind yeah. down the road. You know, this seems like the perfect time you're not deadlocked in a first, in a battle for first place mm-hmm. where you are worried about a guy getting hurt or mm-hmm. overextending himself. Yeah. You know, you're in this kind of um, you know, you're, you're building up to being a, a good team so this could be a fun mm-hmm. part of kind of capping off the break and you say hey we got the home run yeah. derby champ uh, at uh, guaranteed Rate right field
1: yeah i you know you we always talk about sports whether it be nba or uh, the nfl or especially major league baseball wanting to put their young superstars on the biggest stages and it doesn't always work out that way in terms of playoffs, right? You can you can be a young talent and just be on some bad teams, and you just don't get that spotlight. So the all-star game for baseball, being halfway in the season, you know, it's not at the end of the season. It, it's in a halfway spot, kind of like the NBA. Uh, the all-star game in the home run derby has a chance to highlight these young stars that – you know, if you're in Cincinnati or if you're in San Diego and you're just watching local, your yeah. local team, yeah. you know, you're going to see a couple of young guys. And if, if Eloy's in there, it, it could definitely create some buzz for him, for the team and, and for the young superstars of the game. Um, I, I don't mind him sitting out, but I could see your argument. I mean, he's definitely who would be good for it'd be it. fun. He'd, yeah, it'd be, right. he'd be fun. Yeah. Um, we're gonna start, you know, closing up shop here. You want to remind everybody about this voicemail one more time because I think it's kind of a cool option that yeah. that anchor gives us. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We always talk about ways to interact with us on social media, whether it's make a comment on Facebook or, or you know, talk to us on on Twitter, interact with the things that we're posting, but similar to the good old fashioned old school radio program. You can Mm -hmm. leave us a voicemail message on anchor.fm. So all you have to do is go to anchor.fm slash good dash guys dash talk dash back And then there's a button right in the middle of the page that says send a voice message. You don't need any fancy microphones or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Whatever you have on your laptop or on your phone, you'll be able to send us a voice message. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. uh, Let us know what you think about some of the things that we talk about on the podcast. And we might even play that on future podcasts. So please jump on in again. It's anchor.fm slash good dash guys dash talk dash back.
1: Awesome, yeah. Uh, yeah, find that Facebook page of ours. Just you know, search "Good Guys Talk Back" and like that page. Follow us there. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Good Guys TB. Uh, exciting stuff with this White Sox team um, taking two out of three from Minnesota. You got Dylan C's pitching. On Wednesday, uh, game one of that doubleheader, um, and then you've got the Cubs coming to town in a two-game series with I think Giolito and Lopez on the hill. It'd be, you know, a real nice way to finish off this this technical first half of the season, heading in the All Star break. Uh, with Jeff, you're saying like maybe a four and two record uh, with these six yeah. games. You like a four and I two? I think a four
0: and two would be great. It gets you right to one game under five hundred, yeah. and especially if if that means you took three or four from from Detroit and took care of business, I, I'd yeah. be super happy with that. And I think it sets you up nice for that second half. Run. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I I like. I'd love to see three out of four uh, against Detroit. I'm calling for three out of four. And i'm calling for um a sweep against the cubs okay uh, hey you know, i like that too that's i'm calling a five and one five and one stretch here five and one would be great yeah that well, would course, be an announcement sure. that
0: that, that <laughs> you're that you're better yeah.
1: than everybody thought you were yeah i, I love it uh i'm excited uh sax fans should be excited it's a fun team to watch um Well, folks, uh, thank you so much for joining us once again here on Good Guys Talk Back. Everything Chicago White Sox, fan-centric, blue-collar. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. For Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morowski. Go Sox.